This is Pro Wrestling's only modern day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. Oh, my God. That's a great (laughs) We've had 70-degree weather here. We really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. My name is Carl Carapel. And welcome to the longest running weekly episodic program here on Love Wrestling. Welcome to Turnbuckle Talk. I am definitely excited for this show today because we have got a lot of things to cover on this episode first and foremost thank you so much to everybody that is tuning in live to this program over on twitch.tv slash love wrestling ca and to all of you that are watching this on repeat on turnbuckle studios and to you that are listening to this in podcast format on whatever podcatcher you choose i thank you We've already got things starting off hot here. Ed coming in. It's Carl's Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, it is. JPJ coming in as well. If you guys are not following JPJ on Twitch, make sure you're going and checking that out. He is putting out some amazing content over there. And then Corporate Joe 
showing his face coming in here as well. Thank you so much to each and every one of you. This episode has, like I said, a lot to cover. And even in the graphic, if you saw that at the beginning, I've entitled this episode too much question mark because that's something that we're definitely going to cover. First thing I want to cover is something really good that is happening and going on right now. And that is the changes that have been happening within the WWE with Triple H at the helm. Things have been progressing and going great. Yes, Ed, I agree. Corporate Joe is better than corporate Kane any day of the week. Any freaking day of the week. I agree with that. One of the good things that Triple H has been doing is bringing back talent that uh, were previously released and using them in a good capacity. One of the budding storylines that I am very excited about right now is what's going on between Dexter Loomis and The Miz. Over the last couple of weeks, we have seen uh, some great things coming from Dexter Loomis after his return. Uh, we saw a not necessarily a rejoining, but we did get maybe a little bit of closure for now to the index storyline that was happening down in NXT. Plus, we now have Dexter Loomis on the main roster, essentially going to be storyline with the Miz. Yes, that is actually happening. And I'm loving the way that they are going about this right now. Uh, Joe. Yeah, I got, I got to put this out there. Um, this weekend, uh, our good friend Vinny is going to be having a match against Carlito. That's correct. Carlito Caribbean cool this weekend. That is going to be absolutely killer. And I am so happy for Vinny. Uh, we have got Diego as well is going to be uh, in uh, competition for Canadian wrestling's elite. Uh, we are seeing um, a new star breaking in as well. Uh, Sergeant Commando is going to be taking on uh, Danny Duggan as well. It's going to be a very, very, very hot weekend when it comes to professional wrestling. And what's hot right now is a couple of storylines. Joe, I'll mention this one here right now. Yes, as well. The heat that's happening right now between Riddle and Rollins feels organic. Yeah, it sure as hell does. What they did last night on WWE Raw was off the chain right now. The emotion that you saw coming from that, from the video package that was done that was 100% not PG, to even the two of them having a brawl on the outside of the arena in the parking lot... This is building to be something special. Special. And I think that it's it's because of the mind of Triple H and the direction that he is 
looking at taking the company. Even this one here, Dexter Loomis and the Miz. Dexter Loomis and the Miz. And even, even for this one, Joe, too. Joe saying that no way Vince would have gone with that. You're right, 100%. And even, even this storyline that's happening here, I don't know that Vince really would have maybe gone this way. But I'm loving how Dexter Loomis is kind of just in the shadows. So we see backstage vignettes. The Miz is walking down uh, the backstage area. And there's a security guard that's standing there. And lo and behold, who is it? Oh, it's Dexter Loomis. Or so we thought we were made to believe that it was as the camera pans over towards the Miz. Miz turns around and it's somebody different standing there. These psychological mind games that are being shown on the television programming right now are absolutely blowing my mind and I am loving it, especially this one here right now. We do see The Miz afterwards getting into his uh, brand new Jeep Wagoneer, a uh, gorgeous vehicle that one is. And who is in the very back of that Wagoneer? As the vehicle is pulling away, a light illuminates a face in the very back of the Jeep. And there's Dexter Loomis as the Miz drives away. Holy story right now. I, I'm, I'm actually invested in this right now. I want to see more of this. Joe, Joe saying, my only advice for Hunter is not to go too crazy, especially with his recent health scare. He's got to be careful to not get his stress level too high. And I think I think uh, Paul is is conscious of that. And I think that he's he's really. I think that there are people that are working with Triple H or Paul Levesque, um that are helping him kind of keep those things in check per se. He's, I don't think that he's really taking the load on entirely himself, but he's making it seem as though he is kind of like Vince did as well. Right? Like we know that Vince had his stooges quote unquote. Um, I think triple H maybe, maybe has that as well. So it's just that all everything's coming as triple H but other people are kind of there helping as well. So Triple H is kind of delegating things to people as well. Ed, you were so right on this too. Don't forget about Dexter Loomis showing up and saying hi to his wife on NXT before he was arrested last week. That's right. Uh, his first week, his first week in, he pushed the power of sleep and rest for healing. Yeah. Yeah, very good way to put that. Joe saying, as long as he delegates things, he'll be good. And you're right. And I think that he definitely is. I think that he definitely is uh, delegating things to other people so that he doesn't have that stress load fully on himself because that it definitely would be a lot, a lot. <laughs> Joe saying, how do you add long time no see? Uh, this interaction between everybody is absolutely fantastic inside of here. Thank you for that. So I'm I'm really happy about this whole Dexter Loomis Miz program that's going on right now. And I'm really invested in it. And I cannot wait to see more.
Now we're going to talk a little bit about something that uh, uh, people have said is Triple H's first downfall as the new head, quote unquote, the new head of the company. And we are talking the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. So they had a tournament, a tournament that included Tamina and Dana Brooke, Yosuke and Dakota Kai. Alexa Bliss and Asuka, Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah, Shotzi and Zia Lee, Toxic Attraction being uh, Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane, and Natalia and Sonia Deville. So all of this culminated to the finals on Raw, August 29th, where we saw... Io Sky and Dakota Kai take on Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah. What's Joe got here? Joe says, don't want to see a repeat of what happened with Heyman and ECW where he thought he had to do everything. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a slow typer. It's all good, Joe. No worries at all. But I do agree with that. I, I do. And I don't want to see that happen either. So we get down to the finals of... Eosky and Dakota Kai taking on Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah. The winners and your new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions is not who most people expected it to be. It turned out to be Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah. Now this is shrouded in controversy as well. Now people... I have seen very much so. People have been saying, uh, Ed, yeah, congratulations to them, definitely. Um, happy for the uh, momentary push for them. And I think that that's exactly what this is going to be. It's going to be a momentary push. But I'm okay with that. I definitely am. People are saying that they are upset over this and thinking that this is Triple H's first bad decision. Let's talk about that controversy for a moment. So the legal woman was not pinned. She wasn't pinned. The legal woman was not pinned. I believe it was Dakota Kai that was pinned. Meanwhile, Io Sky was the legal competitor in that matchup. So while for now, Raquel and Aaliyah have those championships, I think we're going to see something building from this. And that is where I am saying that this is not a Triple H downfall, but this is a Triple H win because this is probably something that was 100% planned out to be this way. There is no way that that we would be allowed to have this type of controversy, and especially with the cameras panning over to see Dakota Kai going, I wasn't the legal person. I wasn't legal. All right. So we now know that this is story. We now know that this is storyline, and I'm okay with this. Because this is making people talk about the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships that have not been around for a little bit of time. 
and putting a little bit of spotlight on them and putting more spotlight on the women's division, which is something that people bitch and complain about all the time that there is not enough focus on the women. Now we're getting it. And I think that that is absolutely fantastic. Congratulations to them for their win right now. Now this begs the question, are they going to be just placeholders? As we all know, Triple H has been bringing back many stars that were there before. What's Ed got here first? Also, do EO and Dakai or do EO and Dakota really need them this weekend at Clash? Maybe they win them on Raw next week. And then this is where I was going with this. Have Sasha and Naomi come out. Exactly. Exactly. We didn't need this matchup to happen at Clash at the Castle. And we didn't get that. And we still don't need that to happen either. It doesn't have to happen. None of this needs to happen at Clash. Keep this for your television audience. Because your television audience is the one that has seen this entire tournament. And they are the ones that are invested in this now. Now we do know that Triple H has been bringing people back. And I'm sure that there has been talks with Naomi and Sasha Banks as well. Kudos to the um, security that ripped away a sign on Monday Night Raw. I'm not going to get into too much detail about it, but uh, it was very derogatory uh, towards Sasha Banks. Kudos to them for getting rid of that sign. Yes. Joe says, love the Owen shirt, dude. Um, make sure to check out Carl's most recent unboxing over on Turnbuckle Studios. Insert shameless plug from Joe. <laughs> yeah, definitely go and check out Turnbuckle Studios where you can see Carl Carafel unboxes where I unbox the uh, latest pro wrestling crate. And yes, this shirt actually came in the latest crate. And I'm I'm in love with this shirt. It is absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. So we know that Triple H is in talks with them. He has to be. He has to be. And I'm sure that something's going to work out for them to be able to both, both come back as the tag team to win these tag team championships once again. So unfortunately, as, as many people are excited about Raquel and Aaliyah having these championships. There are many that are uh, disgusted by it as well, but I think that it is only going to be placeholders. That's it. They're placeholders. And it sucks. It does. But, hey, that's what we get. That's what we get. But this is making for good storyline. This is making for good talk. This is good discussion. The internet wrestling community is a buzz over this right now. And that's what you want. Talking about things being a buzz. We're going to talk some National Wrestling Alliance right now as well. The NWA 74th anniversary show that happened over two nights. 
I have only been able to see night two. I was able to watch night two live. I have not been able to see night one as of yet. Although I'm sure it's going to be good. And I'm definitely going to go back and watch it. I can only really speak tonight too. And we'll go through some things uh, quickly here for this, but they put on a show. Was it a great show? They, they put on a show. Yeah. Yeah. He, they, they, they put on a show. Joe says, I think our boy Matt Taven had a match here or had a match there tonight. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, Matt Taven was there. Um, trying to look through it. I, I believe that it was on night one that Matt Taven was working. I'll just run through. I'll just run through night one. So the country gentleman defeated Gold Rush. Rhett Titus defeated VSK. Rodney Mack defeated DePope. Caprice Coleman and Gustavo Aguilar defeated Colby Carino and Wrecking Ball. Uh, EC3 defeated Mims. The Miserably Faithful uh, defeated the Ill-Begotten. Chris Adonis defeated Odinson. Homicide defeated Kerry Morton. Ronaldo Freeman defeated Matt Cardona, which that was insane. Um, insane. Did not figure that that was going to happen at all, but it sure as hell did. Uh, which is good, though, because that shows that Matt Cardona does not have to win everything to be the center of attention. Max the Impaler defeated... Uh, Natalie Markova actually defeated a bunch. There was a uh, women's, uh, uh, the Burke Invitational Gauntlet for a championship matchup. Uh, Scion defeated Jax Dane. Bully Ray defeated Mike Knox. La Rebellion defeated uh, Hawks Airy. And Camille defeated Taya Valkyrie. Ed saying... <laughs> Yeah. Follow the trend. Love me some Taven. Yes. And Joe has actually met him twice. Uh, yes. So uh, I have not, but Joe, I take his word for it where he says that he was a really cool dude. Night two, we had Doug Williams defeating Rhett Titus. No, sorry. That one ended in a time limit draw. Yes. Time limit draw. Great matchup. Uh, Angelina Love. Oh, my heart. Yes. Angelina Love defeated Taryn Terrell. Carrie Morton defeated Gustavo Aguilar. Uh, Natalie Markova defeated uh, Missa Kate, uh, Maddie, Kylan King, Genocide, and Taya Valkyrie. Now, this was called the Queen Bee matchup. So, essentially, what happened is the first stage of this was a six women tag team match which had um, Markova, uh, Missa Kate, and Maddie taking on Kylan King, Genocide, and Taya Valkyrie. After the first team won, it then became a three-way elimination matchup where Missa Kate eliminated and won. Sorry, Natalie Markova won. 
Missa Kate eliminated Maddie, and then Natalie Markova eliminated Missa Kate. Yes. Interesting. It was interesting. Joe saying that uh, Matt Taven's run as ROH champ uh, was extremely underrated. Uh, Ed agreeing with that as well. And uh, Joe saying, I mean, winning a world title at MSG is what almost every wrestler dreams of, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is, is, you know, was a dream of mine as well. Colby Carino defeated Caprice Coleman in a two out of three falls matchup. The Fixers won a tag team battle royal for the vacant NWA United States Tag Team Championships. Magic Jake Dumas defeated Mercurio. Davey Richards defeated uh, Thrillbilly. Sion defeated Anthony Mayweather, formerly known as Crimson. Pretty Empowered, surprisingly, keeping their women's tag team championships by defeating the Hex. Homicide defeated Ricky Morton. Nick Aldis defeated Flip Gordon. Who's Flip Gordon now? I don't know. Kratos and the Pope defeating Aaron Stevens and Rodney Mack. Tom Latimer versus ECW ended in a no contest. Camille defeated Max the Impaler. And Trevor Murdoch defeated Tyrus. So, Joe, we did not even get to see Matt Taven on this card. So... Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. This was a show. It was a good show. It wasn't. It wasn't the greatest show that they've done, but it was a very good show. One of the highlights for me of this, and I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this. So I mean, save your shit. I don't care. The Tom Latimer EC3 match that ended in a no contest. Uh, only thing more entertaining than a Taven match is watching Carl try to pronounce Spanish names. It's very true. <laughs> very true. Um, I can barely pronounce English names. So those Spanish names, they're a little bit different. So during this matchup with Tom Latimer and EC3, we saw... Some faces show up. And the reason why this ended in a no contest is because three people wearing control. I'm not going to use the words that these people have used. Three competitors. They use the word goons. Screw them. Three people wearing control your narrative shirts ran in to attack Latimer. Ed, no. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Reeves results for CMLL and AAA. No, no, I could not do it. <laughs> Control your narrative makes an appearance. Leo Fox, Stacy Alexander, and Kurt Gannon did some stomping to Tom Latimer. We did see then EC3 grab a chair and he shouted you've been warned as he swung the chair at tom latimer and stops just short 
He then opened up the chair, sat down, and then just whispered. I don't know, sweet nothings. I don't know what it was, but he whispered something to Tom Latimer before they just left. Okay. So this is really cool. I'm very interested to see this. And I am okay with this story being told so far with EC3 and Tom Latimer. Now the question, the big question is, do we think that this was a good way to incorporate control your narrative publicly into maybe a larger audience with the NWA? This was, yeah, you're right, Ed. This was something very interesting. No Braun or Austin Aries, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's because um, Braun has been in talks with uh, with another company at this point. And uh, I don't know. We will, we will definitely have to see what happens there. Uh, Joe, am I the only one who doesn't care if Strowman comes back to the WWE? Probably, LOL. At this point, I don't care if he does or doesn't either. Um, he did good things there. He definitely did. But he seems to be having a lot more fun doing what he's doing now. So if he does not come back, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because he is enjoying what he is doing. That is what matters to me. Yes, that is what matters to me. <laughs> yeah, at least he's not as douchey as Austin Aries is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that too. We have hit the half hour mark here on this program. And as per usual, we are going to take a little bit of time to just talk about some of our sponsors as I put this graphic up on the screen. First, though, I want to give a huge shout out to some amazing people over at the In the Hot Seat podcast. I've been following them on Twitter for a while as they have me and there's been some amazing interactions between all of us. And I am uh, very pleased with what they're doing and the stuff that's going on over there. So here it is. A shout out to In the Hot Seat podcast from Carl Carafel. We are now going to take a few moments and hear from some of our sponsors. Support for Turnbuckle Talk as heard on Love Wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world? Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code LOVEWRESTLING at manscaped.com Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. 
I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. The official Turnbuckle Studio shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. Carl Carafel unboxes. The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. Miscellaneous products that you can only find here. Beats and Beatdowns, and Turnbuckle Talk. Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. And let's not forget to mention as well our good friend Rich King over at RK Athletics. Follow them at RK Athletics 1 or find them at rkathletics.ca. If you were in the Edmonton, Alberta area and you were looking for personal training, they are the ones to go to. They will get you swole as swole can be. Make sure that you are checking them out. And if you are not in the area, check out the website because they do have some personal training that they can offer online that you can do at home as well. So make sure that you are checking out RK Athletics. As we come back to the program, thank you. My name is Carl Carafel, and this is the longest-running weekly episodic program on Love Wrestling. This is Turnbuckle Talk as we return with my non-sponsored Dr. Pepper that's right. Yes, Joe, I do have my non-sponsored Dr. Pepper. Come on, Dr. Pepper. It's about time. Mm. Absolutely love that Dr. Pepper. Yes, Ed, you are correct. In the Hot Seat uh, podcast, you did have them on NXT when you were there. We definitely will be uh, taking a look at some of these as well. Clash Worlds Collide, All Out, and more. Hopefully soon he will have his sponsored glitch. Yes, I have been trying. I have sent them messages, uh, emails, different stuff like that as well. Haven't gotten anything back from them yet, so... I mean, at some point, they're just going to freaking lose out. Perished, my good friend. Thank you for hopping in. Good to see you. Joe saying howdy, Parish And Parish saying sup, Joe. Thank you all so much for coming back here on this live show that we do here on twitch.tv slash lovewrestlingca. We have a few more things to talk about here. And first, I want to talk about Love Pro Wrestling. This past weekend, Love Pro Wrestling had LPW7 and Out Come the Wrestlers, an event that happened at the Rec Room South Edmonton in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Ooh, wow. Some great things happened here. 
Ed saying the only part of the show that he went back to watch was Parrish's match from Friday. So let's talk about that right now. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Parrish did get defeated by Bobby Sharp, but this does not mean that Parrish is down and out because as we all know, he is a tough ass cookie and he's just going to make a comeback. He always does. Joe, this was absolutely fantastic as well. Parrish showing some love and giving that little shout out to our good friend Astrid during his entrance. That was absolutely fantastic. I loved seeing that. That was amazing. We had Zoe Sager on this show as well. Zoe Sager defeating a uh, Gigi Ray. That's right. A returning Gigi Ray. The Voros twins, who I believe we have not seen since the first show, came back and defeated Mars the Specialist and Mojabari. Adam Ryder defeated Michael Allen Richard Clark in a matchup that I was saying was going to be um, not necessarily match of the night, but the match that people needed to make sure they watched because I'm sure a ton of people were going to be sleeping on that match. And it delivered. Let's go and check that out. Very soon, all of this will be available, whether it is on Twitch or YouTube. So make sure that you're following those channels for Love Wrestling so that you can enjoy this as well. The Clandestine Society miraculously defeated State of Emergency. Uh, State of Emergency came in hot and heavy into the promotion at the last show at LPW6. Welcome to Paradise. Claiming that they were just going to run and take over as they have with every company that they have gone to before. We did see the Clandestine Society, uh, Michael Richard Blaze and Stephen Crow defeating state of emergency to show the dominance that the mainstays of LPW actually have. We talked about Bobby Sharp and Chris Parrish again. Don't count him out. Do not count him out. We had a fatal four way match, which uh, I'm very surprised that son of Irish did not come up in the winner's circle in this one here. We had Son of Irish taking on Travis Williams, taking on Sean Moore, taking on Jack Pride, and we had Jack Pride defeating the other three competitors in that fatal four-way. We had the Rads, Larry Woods and Rich King, defeating Barrett, Garani, and Reed Matthews. Great matchup as well. You are not going to be disappointed. Then we had the LPW Challenge title on the line as Taryn from Accounting took on Veda Scott. Spoiler alert, we have a title change. That's right. Taryn from Accounting has now been defeated. Her undefeated streak as the challenge champion has come to an end, but not at the hands of Veda Scott. 
as she defeated Veda Scott and then went into another matchup against Mitch Clark, who defeated Taryn from accounting. An absolute amazing show as Love Wrestling has been putting out in Love Pro Wrestling, I should say, has been putting out in the past. This is the seventh event and it just keeps growing and growing and gaining more and more attention. Fantastic. Good show. And I'm happy that they're going to continue on. We are definitely going to see lpw8 happening make sure that you're following the socials like this here the facebook page facebook.com slash love wrestling ca where you can get information about love pro wrestling eight and if you want some exclusive content and some early access to content as well make sure that you are following love pro wrestling's patreon that's correct. Love Pro Wrestling does have a Patreon site. So the easiest way for you to find all the socials for Love Wrestling, go to lovewrestling.ca. And up at the top, there are clickable links where you can find all of the socials, including the Patreon. So go and sign up on the Patreon to get exclusive access before everyone else. The PWI 500 is a ranking that has been around almost for as long as I can remember. PWI 500 ranks the top 500 talents. Now, now it's talents. It used to be the top 500 male superstars. PWI does have a female top 150 and those should be coming out very soon. I just want to touch briefly on the PWI 500 and ask all of you to leave your comments and let me know who you think is going to be at the top of that list this year. In past years, we have seen the names of Kenny Omega, John Moxley. Uh, we have seen like Shawn Michaels up at the top. We have seen Hulk Hogan up at the top. We have seen so many great stars up at the very top, the number one spot. Who's it going to be this year? In your books, who is the number one for the PWI? 500 it'll be interesting to see because then we can go back and take a look at this episode again and uh, see all the comments that have been left with who you think it is and see if you were right that would be pretty cool we are coming up to the final segment here on this broadcast today Another drink of my non-sponsored Dr. Pepper. I'm going to put the graphic up here again for everyone because this is really what we're talking about. Too much? The world of professional wrestling has always given us 
a lot of content. This coming weekend is just the same. So, starting actually September 2nd through till September 25th, we have actually got New Japan Pro Wrestling giving us Burning Spirit. And then we have got September, well, September 2nd, 3rd, um, September 4th, uh, September 10th, September 16th, 17th. We've got a lot of GCW being brought to us, but I only put one of them up on, on this uh, graphic here. I put up the Art of War Games 2 which is happening September 3rd from the Grand Sports Arena, Hoffman Estates, Illinois. September 3rd as well, we have Clash at the Castle being brought to us by the WWE. And for locally here, we have Canadian Wrestling's Elite featuring alumni, WWE alumni, Carlito. I want to put this comment up here. Ed is saying that for the PWI 500, I'd say either Okada or Seth. I know Seth has been losing a lot, but he's had a hell of a year. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, Okada is definitely a name that I can see as being top of the list this year. September 4th, we are going to have AEW All Out as well, we are going to be having, on the same night, NXT Worlds Collide. Now, thankfully, thankfully, we have got Worlds Collide happening at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And All Out happening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Which is going to allow for us to be able to watch both shows. September 4th as well, we have GCW's Effie's Big Gay Brunch 5 happening. And the Wrestling Showcase is happening as well. So now we come to the question. Is this too much? Are we getting too much professional wrestling happening in one weekend or one week or five days and are we going to be burned out i understand that it's really hard and it's very difficult for companies to uh, balance and really try to put on shows at different times on different days, on different weeks to be able to allow us to uh, maybe have a little bit of a break. But this weekend, holy shit, holy shit, dude, we have got a lot of content. Now, as I said, I, I haven't even been able to see NWA night one, NWA 74 night one yet. And now I have to try to cram all of this in as well. I have to try to cram in 
GCW's The Art of War Games 2, Clash at the Castle, All Out, Worlds Collide, Effie's Big Gay Brunch 5. Like there is so much content. And then the N or New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. Burning Spirit is going to be an event that's happening over a period of time. That one might be a little bit easier because then I will be able to kind of go back and watch things. So it's not as bad. Ed says, depends on which promotions you watch. I don't watch much AEW. So for me, I have a good gap and just enjoying, enjoying everything going on. And that is fantastic. I love that you are able to do that. I try my best to take some time um, to disconnect. Not only from my shoot job, which at times is very demanding, physically and mentally, but I try to disconnect as well from professional wrestling. But it's really hard when you've got all these companies putting out content and putting out their product because that is what I do. I talk about this stuff. I talk about the content. I talk about the shows. I talk about the companies and sometimes things get missed and passed by because I just don't have the time to really work on myself, keep myself mentally fit and still be able to be immersed in the product. So Ed, I'm very happy that you were able to uh, have that gap and that break and not, uh, not be able to do so. I try my best to do so. And I know for a lot of other people as well, they, they try to do the same thing. Um, they try to watch all the programming, but they also try to disconnect themselves from it. <laughs> yeah. Ed says, Carl needs a time turner. Yeah, I, I definitely do. Oh my goodness. Just with everything that goes on in, in life, right? Like I, I have to work. I have to work a shoot job. This stuff here isn't paying me. So I have to work a shoot job to cover my bills, to pay the rent, to buy food, to pay for the internet. Sometimes it gets very difficult trying to just balance everything. And then you get a weekend like this that makes it that much harder. So it would be nice to be able to have some sort of like time machine where I, or, or, or a time tuner. Yes. Yeah. Like that makes perfect sense. Just something that I would be able to stop time or be able to turn time or be able to tune it. Just let me tune time a little bit to work in my favor. With that being said, this is going to be a fantastic weekend of professional wrestling. You should definitely check out whatever you prefer to watch whether that's the WWE, NXT, GCW, AEW, whatever it is, 
New Japan even. Check it out. Because you know we are definitely going to be covering some of it. I don't know exactly what yet, but I know that we will definitely be covering some of it. I'm excited because there is so much professional wrestling that is happening in the world right now. And it is just a very good thing all around. All of these different companies putting out content and putting out shows really just builds a competition per se. Not that really, you know, some of these companies like the conglomerate known as the WWE, okay, AEW maybe, but they really don't have any competition. They are, they, they stand alone. They definitely do. But when you get companies like AEW, GCW, Impact, Ring of Honor, um, GCW, all of these smaller independent but primetime companies, I guess we could maybe say, when they're all competing against each other, and even at times with each other, I feel it is just making the product that much better. And I am very happy that that is out there. That's it for me today on this broadcast of Turnbuckle Talk. Again, thank you so much to everybody for tuning in. Make sure that you're following me on the socials. I am at K Carafel on the Twitter machine as well. You can find the show at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Ed, I will definitely have a great week. This has definitely been another great show, and I thank you for shouting that out. Um, We've got contact with each other. I'm sure we'll definitely be talking. Check out TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's where the show socials are. And who knows? Who knows where else you'll, you may find me? Keep an eye out. That's all I got to say for now. Keep an eye out. For things that may be happening and coming down the pipe. Remember everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other. <laughs>